Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode on Feel the Cup Podcast. I'm so excited that you guys chose to join me for a brand new Friday, a brand new week. And I really hope you have an empty glass ready to receive some hot discussion on this Friday. So, I have such a treat for you guys. It's been so long since I've had a guest on my podcast. But this person obviously means the most to me. This is my best friend in the whole wide world. I think we've been friends for since, what, 10th grade of high school, so she means a whole lot to me, and one of the most people who knows the most about me, and I think that she would be the perfect person on this new series that we're going to embark on, talking about the reinvention of your 20s. So I'm sure a lot of my 20-somethings can relate to this, as far as some of us kind of in the middle of our 20s, just starting our 20s, and some about to end our 20s. And she obviously needs no big introduction, but she means the most to me. So I'm going to introduce my best friend, Shawnee Rose, who's joined us on the podcast today. Hi, guys. All right. So she's a little nervous, but we're going to get it out throughout the discussion. And we're going to be talking about just how much you reinvent yourselves throughout your 20s. I know so many people can relate to this because that's when we feel all the pressure. Like I just turned 26 in March. And whatever I've gone through between 20 and now, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy roller coaster, and I can't even imagine what the next four years are going to be like up until 30. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes it's overwhelming because you're just like, man, I want to accomplish this, I want to accomplish that. But you don't always take a chance to really appreciate the growth that you made thus far up into where you are. So we're just going to talk about kind of some of the pressures you feel throughout your 20s and what that reinvention means when it comes to the next stage of your life and whatever that entails. So, Shani, how do you feel about how much you kind of transformed throughout your 20s? Um, I feel like I've matured a lot as most of us have. I feel like my eyes have been opened a lot more as opposed to just listening what your parents tell you or what your teachers tell you. Yeah. You're experiencing the world for yourself and you're seeing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And you're understanding that veering off of the path is okay as long as you have a plan and you execute that plan well. It's okay not to do everything that everyone tells you to do or what may have worked 20 years ago is not working today and Mm -hmm. you have to find new ways to make money you have to find new ways to live a life and be able to have kids and own a home and own own this and own that Mm -hmm. and travel it's it's not always you know just go to go to work get a nine to five Mm -hmm. save money have a 401k that doesn't always work especially Mm -hmm. with the government you might not get your social security (laughs) you might not get all these things that are promised to you exactly so just for me, I feel like it's just thinking outside of the box a lot more and being actually believing that the world is your oyster. You hear it a lot as a younger person. And it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But if you truly believe that, then I feel mm-hmm. like that opens up another path that you may have otherwise shut down. Yeah. One point that you brought up that I definitely think could take a long time to talk about, we're going to just put in a short part of this episode, is the part about what you learn financially, like, throughout your 20s. Like, I know for me personally, like, I probably would never even imagine that I would even understand credit as much as I do now, even in my 20s. And, And just the importance of saving. These are all things that a lot of people don't get in their households you know what I mean and a lot of it you learn through trial and error a lot of it you may be embarrassed about because you realize people around you know more than you and then a lot of us like me 
you may learn it through your job or your profession or you learn it out in the real world. So I think that we really have to analyze like the people that surround us Mm -hmm. and how they manage money. And like, what does that mean for us now? Because there's so many financial like roller coasters that we go through throughout our 20s. You know, we learn how to we learn the importance of not having any money. We learn the importance of actually having something and then it going away that fast. And, you know, we learn um, just so much about just finances and and we see what our parents have done, whether they made good choices or bad choices. And we also see, you know, what our friends do and we kind of mirror that. So I think you need to analyze, like, where are you at in your 20s where you feel like you kind of are a little bit financially ignorant, especially less first pinpoint on credit because I first learned about credit obviously you know when I was what 23 24 maybe um and I it was just a whole world that I wanted to avoid I remember being in college and you know the bank asking you to open a credit card and being so scared to even think about what that means and now that I know what credit is and really understand it I'm like thank god I didn't have a credit card in college because I probably would have blowing up all kind of <laughs> debt would have been credit score would have been at three you know by the time I'd have been done so I'm sure yeah. you can remember the first time you learned about yeah, credit mine, what was that like mine was a little bit different I mean I think my parents made a lot of smart financial decisions so yeah. I was at an advantage yeah and my mom always stressed to me the importance of having credit, but the importance of when you get a credit card to understand that this money you have to pay back and you yeah will be paying it back with interest if you continue to leave that high balance and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think I got my first credit card. I might have been about 19, mm-hmm. 19 so or 20. Right in the beginning, yeah. Right. So I got my first credit card, and I was scared to use it. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't want to use this. You know, you're thinking you spend $50 and you end up paying 100 mm-hmm. It's not that severe, obviously. Right. But I was just very nervous and very scared to use it. But credit has come in and saved me in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need to buy something out of an emergency and you may not have the funds and you use your credit card. And to me, that's if you're not using it for that reason or if you're not using it to say, hey, I'm just going to start to build my credit and buy small things on it. You may want to reevaluate why you have the credit card. You know, it's not there for like, in my opinion, it's not there to be used freely like your debit card. Yeah. Because you turn around and you get the bill and you're like, oh. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to max it out and have a high balance. But yeah, that's that's my experience with credit cards. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, for me, when I first got it, it was more out of being scared because my first like call center job was at a debt cancellation place so i was seeing people's credit reports left and right Right. i was seeing all the bad choices they made and i'm like god this is crazy that you brought this experience to me because here i go not knowing what the heck credit was right to now having all of this like information about it seeing what debt can really do to you seeing how it can destroy people's lives seeing just how many bad decisions people make throughout their whole lives and a lot of it is you know medical debt and Mm -hmm. credit card debt and people not even barely making any payments on a credit card and just maxing them out as if you have no kind of ethics to pay anyone back and I was just like wow it's just such a sad place that society is in that 
we just think that you know anytime we get some kind of money in our hands that it's just for us to spend and we don't take any accountability for the choices that we make financially so just for me to even experience that job in my 20s it was really life-changing for me and all I kept telling myself is God I cannot like ever be in this position not saying that life can't hit you and things can't go wrong because I obviously I know that that's what a lot of the customers that I was talking to over the phone dealt with but just also realizing that all of your decisions bring you to this point like no matter what's going on through life you still have a choice to charge a card knowing that you really don't have the money to pay it back that's a choice at the end of the day no matter if you have money or not I'd rather be having an overdraft fee on my debit card than you know charging a credit card knowing I got no money to pay it back like that's a tough place to be in but I think you also have to really kind of have that harsh you know conversation with yourself like whatever I'm charging on this card do I have the funds to pay it back do I have the funds to pay it back a week from now and if even if it's a month from now am I only just waiting to have it at the end of the month versus can I attain this money you know in the middle of the month you know what I mean mm-hmm. instead of just waiting for it to build up so I think that a lot of us make very irresponsible decisions in our 20s but us, a lot of us make smart decisions right. because you just don't want to end up like the people that you see around you and a lot of times you see a lot of bad choices being made around you so that you can avoid those choices so I think after working that job I was like man heck no like I would not put myself in that position and to this day I got my first capital one credit card and I play that junk faithfully every week I'm trying to charge $20 $30 on it like I hate seeing the balance high I don't even wait to a month to pay it and then guess what life could turn me where I'm not in that position but I'm gonna always remember that lesson that I learned in my 20s to where I knew how to kind of just be more financially responsible so shifting gears I think that you know finances we can talk about it all day long about what you kind of learn in your 20s about finances but also an important area is dating in 20s because (laughs) clearly me and Shani got plenty of stories she done got me through a lot of failed relationships throughout my 20s already in only a matter of six years so just imagine how many stories that is I still have what four more to go and it's been a roller coaster like man I was just like I remember, you know, wishing to have a boyfriend and when I was an early teenager, thinking that was like life's biggest accomplishment. And then actually experiencing it and like, well, dang, I could have scaled back about two, three, four people. (laughs) Like, exactly. It's not what it seems. And I think that because I had such a late start to dating, you know, I think literally my first boy real relationship was like 18 19 and it just was a whole roller coaster around so fast for that right. to be my first relationship but i think that a lot of us really gain that maturity that we need from what we learn from relationships in our 20s because the they're so time. exactly and i was just like yeah. I, I, I had a lot of heartbreak, but I think that I'm so glad that a lot of it happened pretty early and I know i'm sure there's more issues to come but dating in a 20 especially from 20 from our perspective it seems so hectic and it seems yeah. like everyone is just playing games but in actuality a lot of people are doing things for the first time yeah and there may be things and behaviors that they don't even realize that they have 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They may look back and say, oh, I got that from this parent or I got that from, you know, I learned that from a place, but I didn't even realize that it was in me until I got into this relationship. And now I'm behaving in a manner that I never thought I would. Yeah. You know, and when you're younger, you know, you, you kind of, you start to have almost unrealistic expectations of another person. Oh, we're going to get married and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you don't even really know who you're talking yeah. to a lot of times. And you hit on a big topic, you marriage. You don't know yourself sometimes. Marriage is the biggest because I think a lot of us pressure ourselves on marriage in our 20s. Like, even at 26, I'm like, dang, God, what's, I don't know. Like, what's what's going to happen? And, and I think some of us put that unnecessary pressure on ourselves because we looking at Facebook. Guess, guess right. that's real. Like, social media is a serious pressure on our society. It like, is. when you see people having babies, you see baby showers left and right, you see baby reveals left and right you see all of this stuff going on you see engagements and you just like well and as much as you want to convince yourself that you're not worried about it a lot of times you do feel that pressure and you do kind of analyze like okay why am i not at that stage the the thing that i always felt found that comforted me is you can always look at somebody else's life and never really know what's going on Oh yeah, and and oh, what yeah. and what I'm seeking, and I don't feel like what everybody should be seeking is something real. So if what yeah. if what is real comes to me at thirty, <laughs> then I'm fine with that's that. That's fine. Yeah, I don't need something that's not real. Get married to something that's not real. Have children with something that's not real, and then at forty, you know, trying to figure out a way to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. You know, of course, everybody, especially as a woman, I think. Our perspectives are different, you know. We have a different clock in our head. You know, we need to get married. We need to have kids. We want this fairy tale, but it's also important just to sit back and remember, like, are you somebody who who would want to marry you? Mm, that's a good one. That's so figure a, that out first, right, 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 and then you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Go out into the world knowing that you're top notch, you're a one, exactly. you're you're of good quality and of good standard, right? And then I feel like you'll attract that. Right, but if if you are not somebody that you would want to marry, right. then then why we why are you even worried about that? Like that you can yeah, you can't stuff. exactly. We don't even need to be worried about marriage. You can't be rocking my nobody island. You need hair <laughs> candle your skeleton right. in your dirty laundry. But that's that brings up another point because I think that when I look at okay, why maybe past relationships have ended or past situationships have ended, I'm like, dang, like, obviously, there's a many of things I can blame on that person right. or I can put on that person, but I also had to look at myself because a lot of times people, especially if you haven't been in a relationship for most of your 20s, a lot of us are single a lot of times in our 20s and we go through so many toss and turns while being single, but I think when you're single in your 20s, it really really exposes like dang like because you want somebody so bad it really exposes like okay before i get crazy about wanting someone so bad like why has these other relationships not worked why am i spending all these time with these different amount of men or women and it's just like it's it's there's a pattern obviously there's a consistency that's not leading towards me finding that soulmate that I've been wishing for, right? I think for you and I, because I know both of our experiences, a lot of time it's our expectation, like I said previously, and the communication. Like, (laughs) you could could see someone and you could see that someone is treating you poorly. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like you expect them to change because Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time has gone by or because, you know what I'm saying, you've even changed your behavior towards them. No one's going to change unless they want to change. And exactly. if you guys don't establish what you're doing 
prior to even getting into a situation when it starts to go left and right in all kind of ways and it's like well what are we doing well (laughs) we never established what we were doing before so now i can say what we just friends (laughs) i don't know you Stop calling uh, me, like man. I mean, I don't know. I just I think about the stories of especially college because we were roommates mm. in college. We've been through college together. College for me, it was just like I think I really had to understand that you know rejection is okay, and when people tell you who they are or show you who they are, believe them. As much as that's an overused quote from Maya Angelou, like. I, I had to go through that quote in my head like more than once, like over and over. Multiple people later, I had to go through that quote in my head like, dang, like why am I so, why am I not believing who these people are showing me in the right. first week, in that first date, in that first conversation? You don't, you don't want to. <laughs> you, you want yeah. to see more in that person, not because you think they're such a great person, but because you want somebody so badly. Oh, yeah. That let me pull out all the good things. And exactly. ignore, ignore. All the bad or things. think that I'm gonna be missaved. Right. I'm gonna change I'm you know, I'm so amazing that I'm going to change you. Exactly. And not to say that people can't change, but are you willing to be battered and bruised through that change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you withstand that? Is it worth stop, it for stop, you? Stop. That's good. And are you going to wait that long for somebody to change? Right. And I think my waiting on people patience have been one out the window. Because I'm like, <laughs> for real. Because I can't deal with that waiting on people. Because think about it. Amount of time you spend in your 20s waiting on men. Let's say every two years you're in a relationship in your 20s. Right. And you just waiting on somebody. you waiting on them to get it together. <laughs> and then you realize all these relationships, you proud to say that, okay, y'all been together for a year. Or you proud to say y'all been together for two years. But they're still not going in the right direction and they're still leading in the same result because you haven't been real with yourself and said hey you actually have great instincts and you should trust yourself you should trust that gut feeling that you felt in week two i don't care how good this man looked. i don't care even what job he has and then there is core values that a lot of us miss in our 20s because Mm -hmm. we're just like man it's so hard to find somebody especially in college because we settled a lot in college man you was it was hard enough just to get somebody to show you out in public okay (laughs) so (laughs) there's always like the other side to it though yeah when you're with somebody and you know you you don't want to necessarily sit and wait for them to change but you believe that they can change and you have faith that you know if if you stick it out if you if you bear down if you show some loyalty that things will turn around and you can't expect things to be perfect so there's like that 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 middle ground that riding the fence part where you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. well is this person just wasting my time or are they actually going to change and i feel like they have to come with to you with a certain amount of things in order exactly. you know what i'm saying like yeah. if the majority of it is in order <laughs> then maybe we can work on the other parts as long yeah. as they're not you know drastically un- you know unreasonable but if it's not then you got to kind of be like well look this is going to be a lot of work yeah. And am I up for the t- you know what I'm saying? You're right. working on yourself plus right. trying to work on somebody else. Like, right. it's a lot. It's like having a child. But let's also talk about men in their 20s. I think that men in their 20s, I think that 
a lot of women, we are the biggest, I guess, like teachers for a lot of men in their twenties. And exactly, we feel like, man, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm literally building this guy up for obviously him to be better for someone else. And I think right. we all have gone through that, yeah, where definitely. we had to be everything for this guy. We had to teach him all the lessons, had to expose him, had to upgrade his mind, just for us to see him on Instagram or, or Facebook with the next broad. And sometimes I ain't gonna lie, you gonna be a little salty about it because you like, dang, that was an investment. Like I, that was. was a 401k account that like, I probably got two, three, four grand inside because I really put extra time in this guy, and because he just couldn't get his crap together with me, you know, I'm over here single while he over there happy. But guess what? I feel like you should also look at it in the best kind of like viewpoint because you have to realize like you're so much better for that relationship no matter what you thought you taught that person like you're so much better because whatever lessons that you have carried on right those lessons are only going to get better i think for me i had a serious like issue with you know giving people the benefit of the doubt that was my biggest issue right. through the early part of my 20s is everybody was getting the benefit of the doubt if you had a baby i'm gonna still look out for you if you didn't have a car i'm gonna still try to give you an excuse if you had some issues with your past or some anger issues i'm gonna still try to look past that but guess what there are certain things that we can't afford to look past and there's so much time that time is something we can't get back it's the most right. expensive thing I think in that's life the thing that right and i think start to regret the most it's like exactly. I wasted so much time exactly. I wasted so much time right. and where is your return where is the return on your investment a lot of us are planting so many seeds in all these different situationships and we're not getting a return all we getting is wasted time and just stories and <laughs> and, and that's all we getting don't be wrong stories are, are valuable but also are those stories leading to the result that you're looking for I'm sure you can relate to that oh, definitely I mean you I, I don't even I can't even sometimes I feel like oh I wasted time yeah but a lot of times I try to look at it as a lesson learned like you said but sometimes you get sick of learning lessons like okay yeah. like how many lessons like <laughs> how many lessons how many have I learned exactly and I'm that? only 26 how much more lessons you know what I'm saying did I not gather the information and, and, and understand what I'm supposed to be learning right but I feel like now for me definitely if it doesn't feel right for me, I am I'm not doing it. I ain't doing right, it. You right, get what I'm saying? Like right. there's no compromise if my gut feeling is not with it. Exactly. So at the end of the day I can always look back and say, Well, I didn't or I did do that because I wanted to. Not because you pressured me to or not because I felt like it was a good look or not because I've been with you for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I want to do. And then at the end of the day, you can never feel bad that you did what you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. But I think a lot of us have, you know, those exes, you know, throughout our 20s where we just like, they just, they kind of string us along and they, they kind of hold us, you know, throughout different months and years and to well, the point what? where we're realizing, wait, how long I've known this person and where is this really gone? Right. And I think that you got to really analyze, like, the, the kind of shelf life of the, a lot of people in your life, you know, and what's the expiration date? Is it, do I have a lot of spoiled milk in my refrigerator that should have been tossed out and why am I holding on to this? Why am I trying to consume, you know, these type of people who are just, they should have been taken out of my refrigerator it should have been out of my right. life like why am i still and trying to give them that benefit of the you doubt? said a good thing about that person stringing you along yeah 
you have to take some responsibility. Like, I gotta take some responsibility. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. in the beginning, for a short period, you can say, you strung me along. Like, you led me <laughs> to believe. But yeah. after a certain amount of time, it's, it's you know me. what it is. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and you're not, they're not stringing you along. You're stringing yourself along. Exactly. As sadly as it sounds, and as much as you don't want to believe it or face it, People are showing you every day what it is and who they are. Not by what they say, but what they do. Okay. If somebody can't even text you back, <laughs> that's not your man's. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. not trying to be your like be. Real. And if the only time they can text you is when it's time to chill or right. when, when they get lonely, chill or when they get or if lonely. it's a certain time of night every time right. they contact you, that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like because obviously I think I think because in college I had that cockiness because you know let's be real I came from nobody really checking for me to you know getting all of this attention all at one point to not knowing how to handle the attention you know to still somewhat being humble to kind of getting a little bit cocky at some point and college humbled me the heck up because I was like you know when I I started getting curved and I wasn't used to being curved when I started <laughs> chilling with you a couple times and then now you ain't texting back or you texting back slow or the only time you texting is when you lonely or it's a certain time of the night that hurt my ego but right. I'm so glad that I went through that because I'm like look that was the push and I needed to realize that that person wasn't for me and they were showing me very early like look I ain't trying to be in no commitment don't try to push me into something that I'm not really ready to sign up for and I think a lot of us we create these fantasies in our head that these people are just supposed to be in out there they have to be in our life for a long time like sometimes people just okay that was a great night that was a great conversation right, okay let's keep it moving exactly like just because you had a great moment with someone doesn't mean that they are a lifetime type and of that, that negro okay that, like that's that important because I feel like, even for me, more so in my earlier 20s, like 21, you start to feel like the world owes you something. Heck yeah. So you start to feel like these guys owe you something or these girls owe you something. Or because I have this degree, you need to hire me. <laughs> because you get what I'm saying? Like, you exactly. feel like they owe you something. Like, I did every... The thing is, like, I did everything I'm supposed to do. So now, where is my return? Where is my reward? I, you know, you told me to do well in school. I did that. You told me to stay out of trouble. I did that. You told me not to have a kid. I did, you know what I'm saying? I did <laughs> exactly. all of these I, things I that, that, you, grace. <laughs> that you taught me and For told real. me that I had to do. So where is my fabulous life? Where is my two-car garage? Exactly. Where is my man in China? Like, where is all of these things? And yeah. the world don't owe you nothing. You can have oh, a million nothing. degrees and still not be yeah. employed or you could do everything right and still not get married you could be that good girl all you want to be and still not find a man exactly you literally exactly. have to live life for yourself and on your own terms with your own morals and understand that everything is going to take work yeah and dedication that's, that's so really true. what it is that's so true and before we go over to our last point i just want to encourage like whoever's listening like don't especially when it comes to the situationships or relationships that you're in like don't put so much pressure on yourself kind of analyze where you are with that person and kind of see okay is this somebody worth taking into my 30s and can i see this person in my 40s can i even see them in my 50s like are they ready for the next stage in my life? Or are they supposed to be left in my 20s? I think a lot of us have to realize who's supposed to be left. And forget to wait until the end of your 20s to leave them behind. Leave them behind now. If it's been way too long and you're not making any progress with this person, 
don't let time kind of be taken away from you when that time could be given to your dreams it could be given to another person that would love to spend time with you exactly who and what like some of the bad habits like procrastination self-doubt you know what i'm saying are those things that you want to really that's a lot of heavy stuff to just be carrying around like yeah and sometimes it's you think about things and you're like tomorrow i'll do it or i'll figure it out the next day and you're putting things off and then you wake up and you you 26 (laughs) (laughs) exactly it it really flies the heck by (laughs) like Like, it flies by let's be real every stage in life feels like forever like i know college for me i thought i was never gonna (laughs) graduate and then now you pass college and you like well dang what's next and that leads me to my next point is the reinvention of of career changes in your 20s a lot of us this is the finale of our discussion is yeah don't be afraid of just how many jobs you're gonna have to experience in your 20s those are the most crucial years when it comes to your career and the amount of job experience you got let's first talk about that job experience don't literally wait to have you know this valuable resume by like 26 27 28 like don't wait like start early it start in your late teens if you can because the worst thing you can be around is sitting around with no experience just only kind of short shortening yourself to just a certain type of job or feeling like you're stuck in retail or even feel like you're stuck in sales feeling like you just can't really go above and beyond i think experience is the best thing to have under your belt and i mean never especially if you haven't had any job don't always don't walk around feeling like oh i can only get this job so i'll just rather stay unemployed and stay with my parents that's for the birds like don't be sitting around in your parents house 26 23 22 and and not have any kind of regard to have a job and want to contribute something that's just such a selfish way and i think a lot of us have that selfish mentality in our Mm -hmm. 20s where we just want to you know get whatever discount we can get we want to hold all our money to ourselves we ain't trying to share it with nobody and we just want to sit around and kind of drain other people's money while we hold on to ours and that's just a selfish place to be in as far as careers go I think from the transition to high school to college, if you're going to go to college, number one, you need to make sure that whatever you're majoring in is valuable. That's that's, that's number one. <laughs> then the transition from college to the career to the workforce, you have to put your ego to the side because you may not get that job you went to school for. So are you yeah. just not going to work? Exactly. Is that what you're planning? You're just not gonna work <laughs> right. because it's not the the job that you yeah. that you dreamt of. Yeah. They said that they need experience, but how can they need experience if you just like it is what it is. Yeah, it may not make sense. I understand that, but you have to put your ego to the side. If you have to travel to get employed, I had to go to Orlando to get my first nursing job. Yeah. So if you have to travel, do what you have to do. Yeah. And make the moves. Now the transition from career to career. A lot of the times, you're nervous, you're scared, you have the security of your old job, but do you have the happiness? Do you have Mm -hmm. the longevity in that career? If Mm -hmm. you don't, it's nothing wrong with switching careers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong if you decide to go back to school for something else, but like I said previously, make sure that it's valuable. Yeah. For me, personally, switching from nursing to real estate, it's a big learning curve. Yeah. You know, I have even before nursing school, some experience in medical things because I've always been interested in that. 
So the curve from medical to real estate, it, it's frightening. <laughs> and then you have a lot of people around you saying, well, don't quit oh, your yeah. day job. Like, <laughs> that's your bread and butter. Like, And those type of people you need to stay away from. Yeah. Because those type of people that will project their fears onto you and deter you from your dreams or the things that you're trying to do. Right. Just because it's a fr- just because it's fearful or it's frightening or it's terrifying or it seems like a mountain load of work, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you don't start. Yeah. Imagine if you never start, you'll be yeah. forty and you never started. And <laughs> but all what everybody right, else did. And all yeah. those years that passed, you could have been well into whatever career you're exactly. trying to be into. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. I think you can't be afraid to jump from any situation, but also don't um, have a kind of a habit of jumping from job right. to job, like because that's the worst place to be in, where you got all of these and you just excited to put extra stuff on your resume, but you got all Longevity these different jobs and you long exactly, and and then you also have to have a good reputation, like you got to be known for something, even though you think okay, well. Whatever bad happened at this job, it's not gonna carry over. But it will because a lot of those bad habits, because you're so used to leaving, and right. every time something don't go right, you're ready to quit. And has, that's that's one of the worst things to right. do in your twenties is just quit something off emotions. Somebody always gonna piss you off at every job. You're not gonna like everything on a job until you really get into what you really love to do, what you could almost do for free. Let's be real. That's when you really love something. But until you get to that stage, you gotta really discipline yourself. They're like, look, despite my emotions, there's bills that got to be paid. There's things that got to get accomplished. There's things I got to save for. And I can't afford to just be running from job to job. I guess let's say they're not paying you what you want to be paid. Still have that longevity to get to that stage. Because the, the one that will pay you, right, they may let you go early. So don't always chase, chase, chase. Instead of have that longevity, have that faith to know that, like, that longevity is what's going to allow me to see it through. And actually kind of develop myself a lot more. Because when you have that longevity at a job, you're way more developed. You're way more mature. And you can handle a lot that's thrown your way when you get those curves on a job. Because there's so many t- curves that come yeah. on a job. Especially and you're if you're just working like, a job that you don't enjoy. Exactly. Every little thing is going to be exactly a nuisance. Right. But just have some like self-respect and <laughs> want... You know what I'm saying? When you yeah. think about your name, you don't want your name tarnished. So if you're leaving the job, do the two weeks notice. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Simple just things. do yeah. little small things that represent you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You, one thing I've learned is you never know who you're going to need. Mm-hmm. You never know. You may not need that job, but you may need. You may run into somebody who used to work there. That's true. And you were always late and had to always wait on you <laughs> before they could leave. Things like that. Like people yeah. are taking notes and they're remembering. So when you try to go out. And you try to change your reputation, whether it be in your later twenties and your thirties, you're gonna pay for all of the stuff that you did earlier. Right. And even if even if somebody may not rat you out, like it's still gonna carry your character. Like your right. your habits are gonna show the the reasons why it didn't work with all those other jobs. Just like relationships. Jobs are almost like exes. Like you leave all these failed exes <laughs> behind. And the same thing with jobs and those habits carry on until you analyze like what is it about me that keeps leaving, that keeps not getting it right they keep showing up late when i could have a better punctuality that keeps getting the shorthand of the stick when it comes to a lot of these careers but also i think we also have to analyze like you know what where we are as like going back to college because i think that 
we really get discouraged when we're not in our careers mm-hmm. from what we majored in. We think about all the money we spent. We think about all the time we put in. Like, I know me personally. That can lead to a lot it of It took me. Exactly. Life. And I know from the biggest reinvention I'm experiencing right now in my 20s is just that shift of kind of being in line where I feel like God has me because, like, it was a struggle to not get a job in journalism right away. Like, it was a struggle to see all your peers that you went to school with, to see everybody around you, you know, you seeing their resumes. It's just like, you just seeing, like, clockwork, everyone getting that call back that you've been sending over 200, 300 emails to waiting for that response. But all of that was a part of my development. And I would never even fix my mouth to say that college was a waste. Even though I'm not in necessarily the field that I majored in those skills will never leave me like even doing this podcast even doing my blogging like those are skills that will always be a part of me and I'm so glad the development I learned in college because that was the only thing that allowed me to grow up get out of that only child syndrome that I was going through (laughs) and also just kind of realize that it is okay to not be in the field you're in and a lot of let's be real there's some of the best like celebrities out there and people who've made it that didn't go into the field that they majored in but they're so proud of where they graduated from they're so proud of their alma mater they're so proud of that experience so don't you know be discouraged if it doesn't happen automatically there's people who went through law school and there wasn't a lawyer and think about all the money and time you spend in law school so i think you got to really realize like guess what i might even be getting this degree and and whatever i'm doing later in my future may have nothing to do with it but it's not a waste everything is in purpose if you're living to experience experience something it was there for a reason so i think you have to take each lesson that you learn from any job from from all those experiences from getting your education and kind of realize like wow i would never be the person i am today if i didn't go through that you know and just realize how much valuable you are to even a conversation to a, a, a argument to a debate when you know you got your degree when you know you educated and also when you know even if you're not even if you didn't choose to dig a degree that you actually are around here hustling and you're not sitting around lazy and i think a lot of us go through that laziness in our 20s which is what i'm in and out of yeah exactly because sometimes you get discouraged sometimes you just complacent at the job you are and that's my last point before i sign out is just don't have that complacency wherever you are in life always know that there's something more to achieve there's something more as as long as you're not comfortable you're not happy where you are then there's more to accomplish if you're looking at people on tv or if you're looking at people on your social media and you kind of exactly and you're already thinking like dang that would be nice goals or this or travel goals you know and that's what a lot of us do in our 20s we're always looking at others we're always like dang i wish that i could have this i wish i could have that because it's so it's at the fingertips exactly the information it's so hands-on so it's so easy to just log on to somebody's page (laughs) and and they're going to show you everything that's good you know what i'm saying they're not going to show you they're not going to show you the bad points yeah so you're going to be comparing your life (laughs) and your body and your this and your that to somebody else who's got filters and angles yeah and surgery and all these (laughs) things behind it and it's just not realistic so yeah stay positive stay focused and any final points before we sign up i mean i feel like you're doing a good job if nobody hasn't told you yet 
you know what I'm saying? You're doing a lot of things for the first time. Some of yeah. us are doing things with no blueprint. Nobody's <laughs> told us anything. Yeah, no instruction, man. Right, no <laughs> instructions. So think about it that way. Like, if this is your first time doing something, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great. You're going to make mistakes. And stop comparing yourself. Put on blinders. Yeah. And just try to live that way. Yeah. And, and also be excited about the lane that you're in. Like, whatever season you're in, it's a good season. No matter how cloudy it feels, no matter how stormy it feels, no matter how defeated you feel, that's the best place. That's where creativity grows the most when you're in that place where you feel like all hell is breaking loose. I don't really see anything clear. I don't understand why I'm even at this stage in my life. But value that stage because guess what? When you really make it and when you really get to the wealth that you want, there's going to be more challenges challenges never stop so enjoy the challenges that you have now because they're gonna be big boy challenges later that you never even expected to experience so i think challenges are just there to make us better they're there to make us better people in our 30s in our 40s and i think we just got to be excited when we have those challenges in our 20s because we're just so much more valuable people. We're more valuable people to the kids that we're going to raise in the future. We're valuable people to the wives and husbands that we're going to be. And I think we just got to get excited about those issues that we go through because that's the only way that we're going to be able to tell other people and help other people through. Because without stories, I mean, what is life? Without experiences, without failed anything, what is life, you know? So you didn't ask to be here, but you're here for a reason. And that's what you're discovering every day. No matter how much you hate your job, no matter how much you can't stand that relationship, you're here for a reason. So discover that every day and be excited about discovering it. Because if it's breath in your body, there's a reason you're here. So hopefully you guys got a full cup. This has obviously been my longest podcast, but it's been good con- discussion. So I really hope you walk away with something. I'm so glad my best friend joined me. Obviously, we're going to do this again. And join me for the next two episodes of this series because I think there's so much to talk about when it comes to the reinvention in your 20s. And there's not even, there's so much more that you can't even fit into one episode. So hopefully you walked away with something and have a great Friday. All right. Thank you. Love you guys and have a great week.